Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Rangers AF podcast. Tonight, I am hosting, I'm Jeep, as some of you will know, and I've got the usual host, where are we going that way? I've got the usual host, Snagsy, in the, in the, the co-host chair this week as he's taking a wee break, because he's had a busy week. How are you doing, Snags? I'm good, mate. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you stepping in and uh, obviously removing a bit of responsibility for me, but obviously keeping me in the loop with the mechanics as we discussed pre-pod there. So I'm quite excited yes. to be involved in that, mate. Turning the knobs and all that stuff. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, people. people I mean, there is there is a bit of thought goes into these podcasts, and I mean, we don't just come on. And as much as people watching might think this, we don't just come on and blabber. We actually have like a wee script that we go by just so that we make sure that we actually hit all the points. So it was my job to kind of write that script this week, just in case you are wondering what difference does it make. That's the difference it makes. So get involved, in, get, get involved in the chat, guys, because I've got a feeling that we're going to have a good, good wee chat tonight because... There was a bit of a, a bit of a game last night, but uh, well, no jump my head, no jump my head, because we've no done a pod for over a week, and this is the first pod we've done since three games. So I think it's only fair that we kind of jump through them one by one. And I'm going to start with the game against St Mirren at the weekend. So it's a stadium that I can never remember us going and winning comfortably, like too comfortably, two 0 Maximum, I can never really remember be winning, winning at that stadium by three or more goals. And we go there and we win 4 0 when we've had a relatively poor result in Europe the Thursday before and a horrendous old firm defeat the week before. So, what did you make of the performance and the attitude in the going into the game at St. Mirren? Solid, mate. Absolutely solid. It was uh it was a breath of fresh air. And obviously one of the one of the funny things about supporting Rangers this 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 season in particular is it's so erratic you just do you just do not know what to expect. Um and if you'd have asked me uh, last week, you know, how would I have thought this game would have went, I would have tell I probably would have said to you, oh, it's gonna finish a draw or something like that, because you know, you just don't know coming off the back of Europe, you know, um uh, we kind of expect the team to 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 kind of be a bit a bit deflated and a bit a bit disorganised, but you know the attitude and the approach to the game was absolutely spot on, and uh, you know we dominated the game. You know Kamal Roof was outstanding, and it, and it was good for him to kind of build a bit of confidence and and get a few goals um, to kind of take that into into last night's fixture, mate. But I mean overall it was it was absolute class, and I've still got no idea what that stadium's called. <laughs> Neither do I. Does anybody know anybody watching? Any any of the viewers with St. Mirren, I mean, obviously they used to be at Love Street, didn't they? They moved, um, and I don't know if it was one of the ones the 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 we have a Celtic shop in our stadium stadium. I don't know, but um, but if if any any of yours know, they can let us know. Do you know what? Do you know find that? I mean, obviously, four 0 win, you can, you can only be happy after that, right? But aye. do you find it slightly frustrating that it was almost as if I mean, because I think ninety percent of Rangers fans have probably conceded the league at this point. That we, we feel that there's too much, uh, too much out of our hands, <clears> and we we effectively need Celtic to lose a game, and uh, and drop points in another game, and we would need to go to Parkhead and beat them. Um, so, do you not find it frustrating that? That it's almost like right the pressure's off because we're not in a neck and neck title challenge anymore, and then we look back to ourselves. 
Oh, absolutely, mate. It's it's super frustrating because you know it's like, oh, by the way, here's the golden egg that we've that we've been hiding, and you're like, I the the horse is bolted, lads. You know what I mean? The horse is bolted ages ago. Like, where 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 has it been? <laughs> what are you doing? It is it is really frustrating, and uh, you know it's it's <clears throat> I can't you know it's difficult to put your finger on really. You know what is what is the problem? You know what is it really? Is it mentality? Is it is it um, you know the squad is 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 aging. They've been together for too long. What is it that's causing this erratic nature of 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 Rangers Football Club at the moment? And um, when you know we can we can go into Europe and and <laughs> be in a semi final of a major European trophy. I mean WTA. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, I it's just I'll kind of we'll, we'll speak about it. I've got a couple of things that I'll kind of say when we speak about the game last night as well, but. Um, Aye, we'll we'll get we'll get onto that. Uh, some in game, Kemar Roof gets uh, gets his his first hat trick for Rangers, which I was actually quite surprised about. I think he's he scored quite a few doubles, eh, but I I hadn't actually realised until they said it at the time. His first hat trick. Um, re- I thought he was really good, and I, I felt. Um, I mean, I've been quite critical of Kemar Roof, but I've been more critical of our setup when he plays. I feel that we need to play to his strengths which for me, he's a very good penalty box striker, which over the past two games, I think he's proven that as well. Um, but it just goes to show that when he gets to service, he'll score. I 100%. And, and we, we, we talked about this last last podcast where, you know, he needs to have, he needs to be facing the goal. You know what I mean? He can't be, he can't be the link-up striker that Morelos is because he's no Morelos. Um, and <clears throat> when you when you play to those strengths, you know, he, he absolutely flourishes. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, I've been one of one of Barisic's biggest critics um, of late. Um, obviously, since since the old firm defeat, and I wasn't expecting good things for him. But but I think he's 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 been a wee bit key, um, allowing us to kind of um, you know get the get the fullbacks forward and get those crosses in those those pinpoint crosses that Kamara Roof absolutely loves um, and you know has has no issues putting away. Um, and it's just been it's. It's it's been refreshing, and 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 I really really hope that it, it kicks on a bit of um, fluidity and consistency going forward. But you just don't know with this Rangers team. Do you think uh, the game on Sunday, obviously a, a good four 0 game, it's a good it's a good confidence booster? Do you think that that game was key for certain players last night? Um, without going into too much detail on the game last night, because we'll get there. Um, but I felt. Even I mean, Joe Aribo hasn't been great. Faye came back for Afcon. Kemar Roof in Europe hasn't he kind of been firing on all cylinders. But they, I mean, Joe Aribo got a fantastic goal on Sunday, and I thought he looked he looked a bit a bit back to his usual best last night as well. Do you think do you think a game like that plays a key role? And oh, hundred percent when it comes to building confidence. I mean, definitely because you know it's. Um, the the team is used to to playing in a certain structure with certain personnel, and obviously when those when those personnel get taken you know get taken away and they have to change the system to suit different players, it can kind of uh, disrupt the chemistry a bit. I think, um, and and what happened over the past couple of games is we've is we've settled into a rhythm, and I and I think you know the confidence is there now, um, and hopefully you know we can gather that that bit of momentum um, that, that that you know can propel us forward and uh, put us in a good place, so to speak. Yes, Holton. Right, well, I'm not going to drag the Simpson game out too much, so I think we'll just go into the Braga tie now, and we'll start with the game in Braga last week in that absolutely stunning stadium. I love that. I actually love Beautiful. that stadium uh, with the quarry. It's so unique. I don't think you'll find a stadium 
uh, quite like it across across Europe. Um, so, what was your th- what was your thoughts? Um, I've actually I've not done much preparation in the game last week, but what was your th- what was your thoughts on the on the performance in itself in Braga last week? Um, I'm just I'm just trying to remember it. There's <laughs> been a lot happened since this, this is, team. This is what this happened. is what happens when you do a podcast, like, and you can't because we were meant to do this on Tuesday, but I couldn't do it, so we tried it on yeah, Monday, yeah. and then Snipes couldn't do it, and it just it's, this is what happens. But um, I, am I am I right in saying we didn't have a shot on ta- um, a shot on target that game? I don't think we did. Uh, did we? Yes, yes, <clears throat> correct. I, uh, I don't know if anyone wants to correct us, please do so. I don't think we. Uh, recorded a single shot on target. I don't think their mm. keeper made a save the entire yeah. game, which is really, really disappointing. Um, I think that's the first time I read this somewhere. I believe that's the first time we haven't recorded a shot on target in a European game since Stuttgart at Ibrox in 2009. I'm sure it was, it said. Yeah, that sounds about right, actually. Lot. And when you think of some of the opposition that we've played in, in that time, um. Uh, it's really, really disappointing. Me, me personally, I was really disappointed uh, with, with how we performed last week. And I feel that, obviously, say, saying it now is the most obvious comment, but it's, it was so good that we still managed to stay in the tie after such a, a poor performance. I felt we were really negative. Uh, I felt we didn't put pressure on their back line whatsoever until maybe the last 10 minutes when we actually started yeah. to kind of get up the park and we get a <clears throat> Excuse me, a couple of corners and stuff like that. But even so, um, I mean, we, we went one 0 down, uh, what the twenty fifth minute or something, and VAR yeah. uh, rightly chopped it off. Um, obviously, Ryan Jack was filled. But even at that, they had a big, big chance. They they hit the post and stuff. With uh, the, I can't remember who it was, but he really should have scored. Uh, the keeper had absolutely no chance. About what eight nine yards out, and he, he hits the post. That's right. Um, I think the fact. I think the fact that we came away. Um, well, one 0 defeat was probably a good result, um, considering yep. how how we played. I would have I would have been happier with a draw, obviously, but it kept us right in the tie, and I think I, uh, it, I think it it set up a phenomenal night at Ibrox last night. It did, mate. And do you know what? <clears throat> I'm just remembering some things about that game now, and I think um, one of the one of the major major reveals for me, and and there's and there's been a kind of underlying current of it um, for quite some time, is is the is the fashion Sakala. Project. No, I, I I love that wee guy. I love him yeah. to bits. You know, he's he's positive, happy. Uh, he's got pace. He he can win a header. You know, he's 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 got some really good attributes. But what he lacks, and Ali McCoy's touched on it during the game, is he is he lacks positional intelligence. Yeah, it does. Um, he doesn't he he doesn't know when he when he should be running, and he doesn't know what space he should be getting into. He just knows that he should be running. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I yes, I will run now. Like go. Um, and there's and there's no kind of thought behind it, and that's a shame. Um, and and you know he is still a young guy, and hopefully you know he can be developed in that area. But if you have no got it, you have no got it. I don't think, and I think yeah. he's probably you know what that game showed is is he's more effective as a as a winger, um, potentially, um, and as a. As a as an impact sub, you know, yeah, exactly that. Um, and I think you know, like you say, coming away, we won nil, kind of flattered us a wee bit, but you know, it, it, it kind of set up, set up the tie to come. So we'll take it. Fa- fashion's uh, best attribute, I would say, is his pace, and I feel like he just doesn't use it as well as he could to his uh, advantage. And I feel that last week he actually got a half decent chance last week. 
Um, the ball came in, he, he takes a really good first touch with a right foot and he's running on it and he just blazes a left foot shot over the bar. And I feel in these situations, at this stage of the competition, you need to at least try and hit that on target. You, like, you need you need to hit the target with chances like that. Um, they come few and far between. That was probably our best chance of the game. And it was only a half chance, but I, I can't even remember us creating a better one. No, um, and I think as I think as well, mate. Um, you know, I mean, I don't want to be too negative about him, but 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 I think in in those kind of scenarios where he's he's got a one on you know a one v one opportunity or he's got a shot to make, it doesn't he doesn't he measure it? Do you know what I mean? He's 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 no looking to measure it. He's just looking to shoot. Yep. In his head, in his head, it's run, shoot, run, shoot. You know, that's it. That's what it looks like to me. He's a bit, I, I do, what I say when I'm watching it is I think he needs polished up, but he just needs, he needs to, he needs to just be a wee bit more tidier. He looks quite rash, you know, that he's, he just needs to kind of, I just, he just needs to sharpen up a wee bit um, in terms of his first touch and stuff and his movement and that. And actually, obviously, we'll, we'll get on to the game uh, last night, but there was, there was an instance, um, I think when Lundstrom was actually kind of giving him a bit of, a bit of stick saying you should be running in behind, you should be running running in, into the wide areas. This is when they're doing the nine men when there was a lot of space in the park and he's coming short. He's coming short for a pass and he shouldn't be. He should be running into the corners for the bog and the tap, especially when our, our defenders are passing it about. They've got nine men in the park and they've got three men pressing our attacking line. Like, so it just, I mean, they've got three men attacking, they've got one goalkeeper, so there's only five male players like be, beyond the defensive line, it, it just it had to be about breaking that line, and ju- and he should have been making the runs. Yeah, even if he's not going to receive the pitch big, like you know, what even I mean? exactly, even if he's not going to receive the ball, he's going to create space if a player is going to follow him into the corner. Do you know? Yeah. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to it. We'll get. I think. To it, I, 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 just... think I think it's time. I think it's time think that, so. that we just go to it a day. All I right. think that we just go like as we go through. So this is this is the the preparation I've done right. So the game last night, guys, which is what I'm sure the folk watching are actually wanting to hear us speak about, um, because we obviously played Braga last night and we had one 0 defeat in the first leg. We knew we had to win, so we were going to win by two clear goals in 90 minutes. That was up for debate. Glasgow Rangers, we like to make it hard for ourselves as we did last night, um, but we got the win. We got the three-one win, and we progress to a European semi-final. Now, before I even speak about the game, Glasgow Rangers in a European semi-final only 10 years after we were demoted to the lowest division in Scottish football. 10 years. I had to pinch myself last night. I really did. And the fact the fact that the team for the other side of Glasgow, Glasgow hasn't won a knockout game since 2004 or something like that, and we've been demoted to the Bolton League in Scotland worked her way up, been in the Premier Premier League, shite for the first few seasons, go back to being competitive to then qualify for Europe and then to make the semi-final a European competition. I didn't think I would see it again after Manchester in my lifetime, just with money and stuff. Um, the, 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 the gap, the financial gap between teams across Europe, I felt it, would, it was too it was too much uh, an achievement and our players have managed to achieve that and I just I can't believe it. I'm so, so proud of the players. I just want to say that before we even get into the game. Snags, what do you think? Oh, mate, absolutely. It's, you know, it is, it is absolutely incredible. And like you say, you know, it's it's not something that we that we envisaged um, happening so soon, uh, particularly after, you know, um, 
the kind of the kind of Gerard reign. Um, as much as you know, he got us progressed into the in the last sixteen. Most most times, you never kind of seen us going going further than that. Um, based on the personal that we have, but somehow somehow it's all clicked together. Um, in some random random cosmic rays or something. I don't know. I don't know how it's happened, but it has, and it and it is beautiful. Um, and if you weren't running up and doing the street screaming last night, are you even a Rangers fan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and see, before we talk about anything else, I just want to get a quick word for your sponsor. Please subscribe to the Rangers AF podcast. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling a change. I'm feeling it in the air. And so are we. So yes, are we. we. Are. Yes, we right. are. The game last night, I'll start off by going over the lineup. So we started off with McGregor and goal. It was a back four, a Tav, Goldson, Bassey and Barisic. We had Jack and Lundstrom sitting, Aribo, Ramsey and Ken in a three, and Kemar Roof was up front on his own. Based on that lineup, was there anything that surprised you last night when that was released? No, it was what I expected, to be honest. Um, you expect, did you expect Balogun to come out and Barisic to come back in? I... <laughs> I don't know. I, I I just kind of had a feeling about it. I thought, you know, he's obviously building a bit of momentum with him, um, and obviously, you know, it turned out to be the best choice. Uh, to be fair, and I, and I did kind of, I had a wee inkling that he might, you know, he might come in. It definitely did work. I mean, and I think I, I like, I really like Bassi. I think Bassi has been a standout this season. Um, oh, I would amazing. be very. I I put it this way: they've just uh, released the nominees for player of the year and if uh, Bassey was to win it it wouldn't surprise me um, he's not who I voted for personally but he's he would be a worthy winner um, but I feel as much as I like him going forward I feel um, Borna's uh, delivery was just a, a a key thing last night um, and I think that I think that was why he came in I think that's um, I think that was why he chose to start him and luckily for us it, uh, it paid off so I've got some stats in terms of the oh. game here, right? So um 66% possession over over the entire game. So it's 120 minutes, which um I thought was really good, but I was I, I did I actually I expected that maybe it would have been a wee bit higher just because of how dominant we were and um extra time. We had 29 shots and only five of them were on target. And Braga had six shots and two of them were on target and they managed to score with one. And this is the thing that gets me and you, you'll know why, but we had eight corners and they had one. So they had one corner kick in the entire game and that was where they got their goal for. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll start off second minute. Come, I'm saying second minute. What was it? 65 seconds? 70 it was seconds one minute, on 30 clock. something. I, I was, I was screaming. So, uh, Borna Barisic involved... Ryan Kent makes this a uh, similar type of run as he did uh, in the goal that we scored against Celtic two weeks ago. He drags the full back up and he turn, he spins and he runs away and Bonner plays the ball over the top and behind. And Kent holds it up. And there's a wee, a few wee passes, but the ball ends up back at Barisic. And you're thinking, right, this is what you're here for, mate. When there's only a minute in the clock, show, show us what you've got. And he whips in. Let's be honest, know the best ball that he's ever, he's ever delivered. But Joe Aribo was there to just touch it over in a really dangerous position. And Captain Marvel, James Tavernier, who, for a right-back, just pops up in these positions. He scores the goals that you expect 
your midfielder that gets goals all, all season just to kind of pop up and score. It's all right back that does that. Everybody says you need a goal scoring midfielder. You don't when you've got Tav right back. But Tav just slides in and hits the, hits the ball. I know I'm, I'm, buzz, I'm still buzzing. Hey, I can't even do this seriously. <laughs> but Tav just slides in and hits the ball uh, at the inside of the keeper. Albeit, I thought the keeper was quite poor. But for your point of view, it was a really good, it was a perfect start. And it was a really, really good goal. Mate, that finish is incredible. And I don't know if you caught Tav's uh, post-match interview, but he was saying that he, he had basically watched the Leicester game and there'd been a similar move. Um, and he was basically shouting at the telly saying, how you know, how, how have you not had a shot at kind of finishing that? Do you know what I mean? And it's and it's interesting that he's got that in his mind going into the match. Like, if I get in this position, I'm going to finish it. And, if, you know, to be fair to me, he did. And it was, right. absolute, it was absolute quality. Um, and, mate, you know, that, that for me, you know, I think I said to you before the match, I had I had old firm, firm nerves going into that game. Yeah. Because, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect. I knew how high the stakes were. And I was just worried, you know, because it could have went one or two ways. Uh, but luckily it went our way. Um, and <clears throat> when that goal went in, honestly, I, I, I pretty much lost my voice, the same as Super, <laughs> pretty much straight away because I was just so elated. And I was like, there's one minute 20 on the clock. But then in my head, I'm thinking, think about the Celtic game. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, oh, no. But, you know, is it is it going to go that way? Um, but no, mate, honestly, that was that was... That was some finish, absolutely brilliant finish, and it kind of sure. set the tone. I'm glad that you said that because I'd, sometimes I'd, I'd, I question myself and I think, am I quite a negative football fan? Because that was one of the first things I thought. See, but see when when they took centre and they kind of had the cameras, but the stadium's bouncing and the camera, got, and I'm I'm standing in the pub and I'm thinking to myself, this is how we started against Celtic. Like we, we, we better, <laughs> better no we, we better, our asses better no claps here, man. But I just sometimes I do think to myself, man, stop being a fucking negative boy. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I'm I'm glad I don't know if anybody watching felt the same, but I'm glad that you I'm glad you've said that. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Oh mate, um, honestly, it was bonkers, absolutely bonkers. And you know, just to kind of touch on on the on the on the fans. I mean, you know, when I when I was at Ibrox for the for the for the Braga game where we came from behind to win. You know, the noise that night was something else, but see the noise last night. <laughs> like, just when you think it can't go to another decibel or, a, you know, another an, another hundred decibels, it, it just yeah. surprises you. And it's, and it's, it must be really intimidating for, you know, the away, away supporting players to, to, to hear that because it's so close to you. Do you know I what I mean? It's that. literally, it's blowing the hairs off your eyebrows. You know what I mean? It's literally in front of you. Um, that must be so intimidating. But, you know, fair play to the fans, man. That was, that was incredible. So it was weird, but um, obviously uh, some of you guys will know, but uh, David um, David Resnick, who does uh, the Stadiums France models, um, he was over a couple of weeks ago for the for the Rangers Celtic game, and um, and I was speaking to him. I met up with him, and I was speaking to him, and and he was telling me it was it was kind of from an architectural point of view. He was describing Ibrox, and he was speaking about um, how he thinks that the the atmosphere is generated, and he said that. Obviously, he said that the roof is a certain thickness. He's like, and, and it, it basically just stops noise escaping. And he said that before because I think this is how, I mean, Celtic fans will say that Parkhead is the loudest stadium they've ever heard. And they'll say that anyway. Do you know what I mean? Some people will be telling the truth. But um, but I think that's why, like, for example, Gary Neville came out in an interview and said a, a, a few months ago that Ibrox is the loudest stadium he's ever heard. And people think to themselves, well, he played at Parkhead, there's 10,000 fans extra. But So I spoke to David about this, and he was saying from an architectural point of view, he's like, the roof at Celtic Park's a lot thinner, so it's easier for sound to escape. Plus, the stadium goes down. 
He's like, yeah. so just for a, for a point of view, uh, for an Ibrox point of view, he's like, this. it's almost like the sound's trapped. It's got nowhere to yeah. go because because the, it's all the one level and it's really thin. And it just, listening to him speak about that, I just found that really, it might be boring for somebody else, but I just found that really, really, really interesting. And, um, and just to think, like, see, whenever whenever you hear the roar and that, and it's just bouncing off the walls and that, it's just, uh, it's just, just, it's just an incredible, incredible stadium. Oh, it's fascinating, man! It's absolutely fascinating. I love, I, I love all the engineering stuff and the and the architecture. Um, and uh, I know it's. It is really good, and obviously, you know, um, the sound, the sound getting sucked out of Celtic Park is no the only thing that gets sucked out of there. So, uh, we'll we'll leave that one there. We'll, carry, we'll just there. carry on. Yeah, we shall. But anyway, shout out to John Hill, by the way, who's uh, enjoying the podcast from Belleville, Ontario. That's brilliant! Um, love that's it, phenomenal. mate. Phenomenal, and that is that's magic. Oh, look who it is. <laughs> did we just click that at the same time? No, the wasp, just yeah, about. Yeah. I, I nearly, I nearly did. I nearly did. Great minds. Wasp. Glad to see you're checking in, pal. We miss you. There's Scott Roller. There he goes. The noise last night was off the scale. There you Great. go. So it didn't have to add any decibels. It just went right off the decibel scale. <laughs> right. So obviously, the perfect start go even better. But four and a half minutes on the clock. The ball gets played over the tap for Borna, and I, I seen it happening at the time, and I thought, no, nah, nah. I didn't need a replay. I, I, I seen it happen when it, when, when it happened, and I thought, no, nah. I was like, there's no way. I was like, the ball never even moved. It, it's not even affected the ball. So the ball comes out of the tap, and the Braga defender gets a, what, a wee nick on it or something, and it comes up, and I swear to God, I can't even... I, I, I can't talk this down enough, but it, it, it's playing handball. It grazes Borna's finger. It, that was all it done. And it, the ball didn't even change direction. It controls the ball. He gets it on his left foot. He puts on a delicious cross. Uh, any striker, that is just... Honestly, that is it's just... It's, it's what any striker in the world is wanting. And Kemar Roof finishes it. And I start celebrating because I thought, nah, there's no way he's chopping that off of that. And then it goes to VAR and they chop it off. I mate, it didn't make any sense whatsoever because you know, <clears throat> like um, like McCoy said, you know what I mean. It's, it has to be clear and deliberate. Um, and for the referee to overturn his own decision to give the goal is just absolute madness. It's absolute madness because you know his hands not in a unnatural position. He's 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 on the run with the ball and like you say, it literally just grazes his finger. Um, and, and actually the Braga player heads it onto his finger. That's that's the no, even yeah. more frustrating thing. Do you know what I mean? It's not like the ball was in a natural position either. Um and it just ugh, it was just horrible. And but the funny thing, the funny thing was though, is when he's chopped it off, the stadium thinks that he's giving it because he points oh, I've seen it. That. And then he goes like that and he's like, ah, I'm only kidding. You're I've like, seen oh that. I've mate, seen that when he doing? points up, I don't I'm I'm not hundred percent sure where the screen is. Yeah, so I don't know if he's pointing towards the centre circle. Can I do it that way? But he should. I mean, he, he, to be fair, he should have pointed at where the fill was first, and then. But, um, but as soon as he done it, I, as soon as I seen it, I, I knew he chopped it off, and then the cheer went up, and I was like, "What he's doing? What, what, what he's doing? What, what he's doing that for?" <laughs> but um, no, it's just I, I. I mean, I don't know. Is there anybody out there that's a referee or something like that, and they know the route? I mean, because see, for me, man. When it comes when it comes to the handball rule, for me it is still a wee bit of a grey area because people are saying, "Oh, I, that there's no way that's deliberate." I don't think it has to be deliberate anymore. However, I seen a goal that Middlesbrough scored at Old Trafford a few weeks ago, a few months ago, that the ball came up and hit off the boy's hand, and he squared it, and somebody tapped it in and scored, and they looked at it, and the goal was given because he didn't score. 
because it didn't, it didn't, the handball didn't benefit him. And I'm like, I, I, I don't understand that. So the boy that handled it, if he had hit it in, it would have been chopped off, but he squared it to somebody and they've hit it in, so it wasn't chopped off. So that was that was what I was thinking. Um, that I was thinking to myself, well, Bonner's handled it and then he's crossed it. So I thought this is going to count, but I thought it's still. Um, if it's you, get an advantage from it. Is it? Is it no? Is, I don't know, Craig. Uh, yeah, I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure the rules changed where it's just if there's contact. I think, but but obviously there's still that kind of um, there's that um, scanning done of you know the body shape and stuff like that before they actually mm. make an actual decision so on that it. That was the, the goal. I don't know if you've seen it, nice, but the goal I'm speaking about the the I think the the ball comes up and hits off his hand and traps. Oh, I've seen it. The goal. So oh, I, I stick on to I'm like, how can that possibly stand? And people are saying to me, no, you're wrong. It should have stood. And I'm like, right. Well, I officially don't know. So I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. So I don't understand how that can stand. And last night's could nay, but if somebody could please explain that to me, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it because I don't want to sound bitter. But even at that, I mean, the ball didn't move. So I mean, it's not as if it's not as if it's hit off and it's trapped it or it's yeah. changed. It's benefited them and hit, it's just it's. Or he starts basketball it, moves with it. Like, I you know find I mean? it so. I find it so 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 harsh. But I mean, if that's the rules, then that's the rules. But if that's the rules, I think they need to be looked at. That's all I'll say. So I I was jumping about the pub last night and I'm thinking, oh my god, what two 0 up within five minutes? We're ahead in the tide. They now need to come and score. And then the commentators giving it all oh, the celebrations might be short lived and they bloody well were. Killer. So what you might do. So after that, um I felt it was quite uh, I felt we'd remained in control with Juro because that's a bit of a sucker punch, see when you think you've went two and up and then you realise you haven't, like that can that can kind of take you out of you a wee bit. Um a bit like an early equalizer on an old foreign game and you just shit the bed, but we'll not give up too much out of that. But uh, <laughs> but um so to kind of, I felt, I felt we, I felt we done well in terms of we kept the head and we showed about a bottle, um, and we just kind of we relaxed and we we kept our game plan going, and then the next big big talking point was in the forty second minute, and for me this this is really really key for me the key person in this whole thing was Aaron Ramsey, um, the the passes are gone between I think Lundstrom gives it to Bassey. And Bassey looks up, and you can just see that Aaron Ramsey makes a run across, and it just creates this massive gap because the defender follows him. And the massive gap, Kemar Roof standing there, and Calvin Bassey plays an, a fantastic diagonal ball. Kemar Roof takes a really good touch and gets in front of the left back, and the left back barges into the back of him and gives away a penalty. And because he, never, he doesn't make an attempt for the ball, he gets a straight red card. Can there be any complaints? Regarding that decision, no, none whatsoever. None, mate. Um, and, and sorry, I was, I was, I was delayed there because I'm just looking at, at the handball rule. And uh, basically, just to clarify, the proximity <laughs> of of the player whose hand or arm makes contact with the ball to where the ball was struck from will still be an important consideration for officials when making a decision to award a handball or not. But if the ball strikes. The arm, particularly if it's blocking a shot on goal, there is a greater likelihood that we will penalise that. None of those, none of those things happened, um, and I think. Uh, Am I, I right in saying was... that that goal last night probably should have stood then? Yes. Ah, yeah, I would think. Hang, wait one second. Hang on. 
if an attacking player's accidental handball immediately precedes another player scoring, the goal will now be awarded when last season it was likely <laughs> was likely to have been ruled out. So yes, mate, there you go. But why a player will be will, a player will still be penalised if he commits an accidental handball immediately before scoring himself. So that's really the only chance. That's what that is. Like, that's that's what yeah. we were saying with the with the one with Middlesbrough Man United then. There so you go, mate. had so just rattled that in. Should have so, stood. Aye. Uh, I'm just going to answer this quickly just now. Craig, we've got it on the agenda and we're going to speak about it, mate. So we'll get there, right? And we'll get uh we'll get your thoughts on it when we get there, okay, mate. So I came out of goes down. It's a it's an absolute stone. It's a it really really clumsy. I thought it was Aye. really really clumsy for the defender, but I thought Roof done well. He he took a a good touch. He got in. It was like it's a goal scoring opportunity, um, yep. and it's not necessarily a straight red card anymore because you still have your goal scoring opportunity with the penalty. That's a rule that they changed a few years ago. However, if you don't make a clear and obvious attempt to win the ball, it is then deemed that you should. Uh, receive a red card because you've essentially just pulled somebody down for the sake of it. He didn't make a clear attempt for the ball and as much as the Braga players were uh, complaining VR did check it and the red card stood and the penalty was awarded. What was your thoughts when Tav was standing there? Because it took a while didn't it? <laughs> Aye, when he was made to wait a bit um, you know, you're, you're thinking to yourself well, I'm actually thinking to myself doing the middle, that's 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 exactly what I was thinking. Of, you know, he did li- he did listen to me. He listened to me. Um but no mate, honestly, I was I was like like the, the, the longer time goes on, the more you you know you worry that obviously, you know, there's time for it for it to to become a, a more of a high pressure situation when you know actually it is a very high pressure situation to begin with. Um and you're not sure what's gonna happen. But you know, Tav being Tav, he was on fire. He'd already scored one and he was ready to to get himself lined up for his for his for his double when uh, he did not disappoint. I fancied them, mate. I fancied that I, I, I was standing there, and obviously I'm never I'm a fucking wreck anyway. My Fitbit, my Fitbit was was buzzing all game last night, saying keep keep going, keep going. You're getting the minutes in, and I was like, I'm sitting, I'm leaving day in, I'm leaving day in. My heart rate was just, see, what is it? Towards the 90th minute, my heart rate was 150. On my, oh, on my Fitbit. Honestly, Jesus, it'll, it'll, it'll do me one day. It will. It will. No, it was, um, I said I was watching. Uh, I was watching the game with my missus in uh, the pub and her grandpa, and I said to I said to her, I said, "Do in the middle." Um, I'm just I'm worried. I don't. I'd, you know, I'm touch with. I don't think Tav's ever missed a penalty hitting do in the middle. Somebody wants to correct me, but um, I've, I, the goalkeepers relatively don't like to stand in the middle. Um, yeah. So, I no, it was good. It was good. Um, it was a good penalty. The keeper did get his fit to it, but I actually noticed that today. Uh, I watched yep. the game back today, and I noticed. Can hear he, it. He did. I I, I noticed it. You see, like it was funny. I was I watched it back. Obviously, watching it in the pub, the commentary was quite quiet because as I watched the game back today, you hear the the commentators and they kind of report Frankfurt are two 0 up in the new camp. I didn't know that. I didn't, yep. We didn't know any of that because you couldn't really hear it. You just heard when they was cheering and when he kind of when the commentators were speaking loudly and getting a bit excited with what was happening. But it wasn't until after the game, one, one of my mates texted me and actually said, um, I boss out it. I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh my God, are we going to have a better chance? But uh, So James Tavenier steps up, he hits the penalty straight down the middle, goalkeeper dives, tries to leave his leg, and he, his toe kind of brushes the ball, just a, a wee bit more so than what it did when Barisic handballed it. And Rangers uh, go in at half-time Nothing else happened in the first half. Rangers go in at half-time, 2-0 up, 2-1 in the tie, and Braga are down to 10 men. What's your half-time team uh, team talk in a situation like that when you're a man up and a goal up? 
Well, you just basically wait for all the players to come into the changing room, sat, get get sat down, and having the wee like shakes and stuff, and then you just point at them all and say, "Get up and get the back out there." <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's literally. I don't it. need to. If I need to motivate you, use now. There's something seriously, seriously wrong here. No, but see, I mean, see, for me, I would have, I would have went with the whole. Let's pretend we're still drawn. Mm. Keep it tight in the back. We kind of concede or we go behind, but we need the goal. And see, to be honest, I actually felt we did kind of do that. I was, I wasn't disappointed with how we came out in the second half. I felt what I was worried about was that we were going to come out and be a lot more defensive and invite pressure on, and and even against ten men, because obviously. I don't know if this went through anybody's mind, but the uh, the game against Malmo Ibrox at the start of the season, we went in, it was 2-2 in, on aggregate, and we went in 1-0 up at half-time, and they had just had a man sent off, and we came out in the second half against 10 men, and we conceded two goals, and I'm yeah. just thinking to myself, just stay, stay simple things here, don't force it, don't go forward when you don't need to go forward, just use the extra man, and I, I actually felt that we'd done that really, really well last night for a period. I we did, and do you know what? See, see, as soon as that happened, I said to I said to Sammy, I was like, uh, you know, and this is a bit cliche. I said, um, it, it's it's normally harder to play against ten men because of, because of how they set up. And I said, you know, well, no, no, Rangers will uh, probably concede. <laughs> and then a few moments later, oh god, right, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. But see, for me, see, for me, I felt, um, I, I think. I think Braga, I, I don't know exactly how they set up, but I felt that they kept, I don't know if it was two strikers, I don't know if they set up flat 4-4-2, four, four, but they kept they kept two attackers up the park until the 60th minute, because I felt that we had a lot of joy. I felt that there was a lot of space in, be, in behind. Um, and I felt like they were trying to press us, but they weren't really getting anywhere. On the 60th minute, the manager made a change, and I feel, I think it, it took half, it was Abel... Aye, aye, that's that's what you should Abel have said, Ruiz. Scott. Aye. Scott, that's what you should have said. Uh, yeah. But I took half Abel Ruiz, and I think that kind of changed it to a four-four-one formation. And I actually felt that we struggled a wee bit more because we were kind of we were then playing against what I, I didn't like, and we were playing against a bit of a low block. And every time they get the ball, they were trying to hit us on the counter attack. Whereas for the first fifteen minutes of the second half, they didn't do that. And that was when I started to get a wee bit. Oh, but there is an incident that uh, my mate Craig did did mention. I've got. Here and it is something that I want to speak. We had the ball in the net again, um, and it was Aaron Ramsey that got the final touch. So the ball comes over, and he was near offside, which I actually only found out today as well. Um, but the ball comes over, and Ramsey probably should have scored. He, probably, he should have got a better uh, connection with it, but it's kind of hit off him, and it's 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 kind of bobbled into the keeper's hands. But the keeper's on his way into the goal, and Aaron Ramsey kind of presses in. There's a bit of a bit of a scuffle and the boy ends up in the back of the net. Is that a goal or is that no goal? It's a goal. You think it's a goal? Aye, I think it's a goal. Right. This is yeah. what I'm looking for, uh, chat. Honestly, mate, I'm so on the fence with it, right? Because do you know what do you know what makes me what kind of puts me towards no goal is the fact that Ramsey doesn't run away and see if Ramsey ran away and celebrated, I Aye. think they would because VAR never even checked it. I don't know if no. you knew that, but VAR didn't even because the referee gave the free kick and Ramsey goes, right. Aye, no, it's because it's contact what, with the keeper. But, it's right, it's, it's, but it's what annoys me about it is the keeper's the keeper goes down rolling about holding his face. Yeah, and there was no contact no. in his face. His yeah. face wasn't touched. So Agreed. that that for me that that's where the 
the uncertainty of it comes because he's rolling about saying he was hitting the face when he wasn't. He. So folk are going to see that and go, well, that's a goal because he wasn't hitting the face. Whereas Ramsey isn't complaining because I, I do believe that he made contact with the keeper's arm. Right, see that 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 is the the shady area. If the That's ball was the already if the ball was already over the line when Ramsey, because Ramsey's right leg does make contact with the keeper's arm when he's in yeah. full control of the ball. If he makes that contact when the ball is already over the line, it should have been a goal. Agreed, hundred percent. And if Ramsey had just ran away and celebrated, they maybe would have checked that. But the fact that he kind of held his hands up as if I have filled him here, I believe that just made it really really easy for the officials to to chop the goal off and not even check it. Aye, and obviously, you know, the, the referee's going to protect the keeper anyway. Obviously, yeah. I mean, keep, keepers keepers are are overprotected in football these days, aren't it? Which is why yeah. I think some Rangers fans have got a wee bit frustrated about Alan McGregor not coming for crosses because 90% of the time, if you get clattered, you're going to get a free kick, etc., etc. But let's not Aye, go into this is a this is a good This is a good podcast. Tonight, good so vibes. Aye. Uh, here... I'm going to make Craig's fire something up. There's a replay. You can see the keeper moves his head towards Ramsey's leg. Aye. Even if he's done that, mate, he's no made contact, you know? Like he's no... no. The, he's, his head, uh, the keeper's head hasn't made any contact with Ramsey's leg. And I think, quite honestly, I think the keeper's pretty much shot himself and thought, if I roll about holding my heat here, I might... I'll get a, Well, one, I'll get away with no conceding the goal, and two, I might get uh, the player that's came, came, came at me into a bit of bother because... There were two or three separate occasions that boy was rolling about last night. He got came a roof booked when Harley and Ham. There was one. That's there it. was one. There was one. He was doing holding his elbow that he hurt his elbow and he was doing freezes. They're checking it, checking it. They went, I play on, and then he goes and flings a fucking fifty yard pass up the park, <laughs> and I'm like, what are you all about? There's no, there's no way. Like, oh, I could I see when he done that, man. Shit like that winds me up, man. It's just... funny. If Fizio's got like oh. some magic mushrooms in his bag or something, Honestly, like, just, just take yeah. some of them. He doesn't even Ooh. just like, oh, I'll do, I'll do the wee easy ball. Like, oh, that was a bit sore. I'm getting over it. He just picks the ball up and launches a launches a, a throw to the halfway line. I'm like, mate, right. you're at it. You are at it, totally. man. But, totally at it. So in your, in your mind's Ram- Ramsey's goal should have stood? I think so, mate. I but, you know... G- if we're, if we're, we're looking at the letter of the, the, the you know letter of the law, the laws of the game, then you know obviously, um, the, you know the keepers, the keepers protected, and if and if the keepers, um, no, no, in fact, he wouldn't have had control of the ball because it's in the back of the net. But, um, I, it's normally if if he's got control of the ball that obviously, um, he gets he gets favoured anyway. But it was it was probably just the momentum that kind of made the made the referee's mind up, which is which is a shame, um, because it would have put the game out of sight. But unfortunately. Uh, we like to do things hard, Jeep, don't we? We like to do them yes. very hard. Yes, we like we to do. do them very hard. So I'm going to, I'll, I'm going to give, I'll give the referee the benefit of the doubt on, on that one and say okay. that the, the goal was probably right to be chopped off because it's not conclusive whether the ball was over the line or not before Aaron Ramsey decided to do a Scott Arfield impression on him. But, um, right, let's move. There was there was one more as well. I don't even think we need to go into it, but Kemar Roof, one-on-one one, one with the keeper, dinks it over the keeper, really good finish. Beautiful. Flagged offside, VAR chopped it off. Another yeah. absolute heartbreak. Yeah. Um, but he was offside. Shoulder. So, yeah, shoulder uh, was good that. finish, but when it was good. Amazing. Good finish. And it's lovely that because, um, you know, it makes a wee change because if that's Morello, she's thinking, ah, he's going he's gonna to bugger this up. <laughs> well, Morello in these situations, is uh, he's always had that in him that he's just going to hit it. 
as hard and as low as he pretty much can at the goalkeeper. Do you know? And, yeah. and I, I really, that's probably when I'm least confident in Morelos when he's he's got all that time run, running at the keeper. See when it's just, when it's like a first touch or a touch and a quick hit. But see when he's got all that time running at the keeper, I'm not I'm not confident that he's going to... Uh, Same. Uh, right. Yes, we're getting on to the next point. And there, my mate has just commented and it was something that I was going to say. But on the 83rd minute, we concede a corner. In my opinion, Calvin Bassey was fouled. Um, I watched it the day and I thought, right, I'll watch this. I'll take my blue specs off and I'll watch this and I'll, I'll be dead honest here. And I watched it two or three times and I'm thinking to myself, I think that's a free kick. Um, it's a foul. He, yeah, he, gets, he gets in front of the player and he gets the ball to the side and for what I can see, the player has barged into him and put him completely off balance and Calvin Bassey falls over and for me, it's a free kick every day of the week. But because of how the game was going and because they were doing to 10 men, I believe the referee thought, I'm going to just give them a bit of a chance here. I'm going to be, a, I'll, no, no give them a chance, but I'm going to be a wee bit lenient here. Um, and they get that one corner and... First off, did you think it was a foul? Yes, you know, but the referee, I was just about to say that, had his John Beaton moment. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you find you find that, like, I mean, I, I feel that, obviously, because we were, I mean, and I don't, I'm not saying, I'd, I'm not saying that, that's, oh, they've done that against us, right? I'm not one of these people, I'm saying that ref doesn't like Rangers, etc. that, right? But I feel, if that was, if that happened at the other end of the pitch, um, or even so, let's say for talking sake, the game was sitting at one each and we had to score, I think the referee would have been quite, like, I don't think he would have hesitated in giving us that free kick, but just because of the way the games, I, I do feel that it's a thing across Europe that the way a game's going, the referee will maybe favour the team that has to score a wee bit, or be a wee bit more lenient on them with certain challenges, i.e. that, that he's thought, do you know what, I'll give you the corner because he's a losing. I, I, I definitely believe that. Know that it's a, oh, the referees are against Rangers. I don't mean that at all. I just mean whoever's losing. But um, here, Craig says, I say it's a foul. Was Ramsey got a foul against him early in the second half for a shoulder tackle? And there, I saw it. I, Chris, 100%. Talk, yep. talking about, uh, talk about um, keepers being overprotected, it's pretty much a defender in that area, in it. Like, so I know yep. you're completely spot on with that, by the way. I actually forgot that one. So. Right, this is where I do need to be a wee bit, a wee bit negative, right? And I don't want to be. But you, you're seven minutes away from winning a game to put you into a European semi-final, and all you need to do is defend a defend a corner against ten men. How is one of their biggest players in the park ended up right outside your six-yard box with not a player marking him, and he gets a free header to score? It's baffling. It's absolutely baffling. But I think, um, I mean, I didn't want to be two down on Conor Goldson, but you know, because he had a fantastic game otherwise, but his little moment of, of, um, I want to say unfocus, which, which isn't <laughs> it, right? His, his, his little moment of, you know, where, where his concentration just snapped, uh, because he took a look behind and then, you know, in the moment it's, he's, he's gone the wrong way. And obviously let the player in behind him, who's uh, got obviously a free header. Um, it's criminal, absolutely criminal. Should it be happening at that, you know, at that moment in time? I just, I, I just, I think at that le I mean, for me, it looked like Golson was almost trying to organise something else. Instead, he just doing his job. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, I, mean, I do feel like for years, um, Connor Goldson's been like a bit of an unofficial captain for the. You hear him screaming like, like I mean, Tavis right. never telling him shut up. I'll tell him that. Do you know he's he has been like a, um, like an unofficial captain, and it, but it does just show you, um, 
I, like Andy said, that it's the only mistake he made the full game. But when you're yeah. when you're playing at a level that you're seven minutes away for getting a European semi final, it just takes that one moment, that one lapse in concentration, that one moment where you just take your eye off what you're meant to be doing to check what somebody else is doing. And next thing you can see the goal, which is exactly what happened, and it was so so disappointing. I felt um, considering it was such a strong performance over the ninety minutes. I was so, so disappointed that our lapse in concentration that we almost threw away the chance of being in a European semi-final because we couldn't defend our set piece. It's, it's, it's baffling. And you're thinking to yourself when the corner's conceded, you're thinking, this is going in. Do you know what I mean? That's literally <laughs> that's literally the default position that we have right now because we just don't know what's going to happen in that defence. It's such a chaotic mess sometimes. But, you know, to be fair, you know, like, you know, like with... Like we've touched on, they did everything right. Um, the, you know, the rest of the game, it was just that one key moment where you know you shouldn't be switching off. It should be, it should be bread and butter, but unfortunately, um, it didn't work out that way. So we've had, we've actually conceded quite a few goals over the the course of the season from set pieces, from balls being lumped into the box, or even just crosses. Uh, Alan McGregor, anything he could have done for the goal last night? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. To be honest, nah. Nah, it was a good header. It was. It wasn't. I didn't think. I didn't think the ball was in the territory that the keeper should have came for it. And as soon as, nah. as soon as the ball came off, off the guys, he done knew it was in. I don't think the keeper. I don't think the keeper could have done uh, anything. Andy has said. To be fair, we can't defend corners all season long. It's not even just corners, mate. It seems to be crosses. Do you know? It just seems to be any. Oh, just seems to be anything. A, any sort of time the ball's lumped into our box, man. My, my heart jumps out of my mouth. Same. So. After that, before the final whistle went, I was starting to panic. And even what what got me, um, when they actually won the corner, their fans were cheering and sell. They were sell like they had just scored. And then yeah. they get the goal. And what do the Braga players do? They they're back. Let's go. Let's go. And they want to continue. They don't want extra time. They want to go in and win this game. And I'm thinking to myself, we're the ones with an extra man here. Why? Why am I shitting myself so much? Why? Why did? I, why did I want the final whistle? We should be going for the winner here. But I see an extra time for the first few minutes. Of extra time, mate. I I was shitting myself, man. Honestly, I thought same. Same here, mate. And and, and you know we've obviously not mentioned it yet, but one of the one of the the kind of key key moments to kind of uh, push my fucking shite back into my stomach from my intestine was when we took Aaron Ramsey and Ryan Jack off. I was like, what are you doing? Like, no. but, but you know, but at the same time, it didn't even register in my head that you know we're looking ahead to Sunday or whatever. I'm I'm just thinking, what the hell are you doing, Gio? Because yeah. you're literally, you know, the 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 midfield's got a structure, and suddenly it's just gone boof like that, <laughs> and then you're asking Lindstrom to do a lot of work, and it just you know the game just went really really um, one sided after that, and I was I was I was like you, I was like, oh my god, this is this is not the right thing to do at this moment. Do you know what I mean? And and I know we're looking ahead, but you want to get this game out of sight, and that's no what you do <laughs> at that moment. I mean, I'm afraid. I've already I've already spoke about how negative I can be, right? But see, about two or three minutes after we conceded for that corner, I'm actually sitting there thinking to myself, that corner could end our season. I mean, like if they they've scored for that corner, they could they could no pit us at the night or. We, we could draw, we could go to extra time, which is going to put an extra half an hour in our legs for the game on Sunday. So that's going to make Sunday harder. I'm like, that one goal could fuck the rest of your season here. That's what I'm sitting thinking, like five minutes yeah. after it's went in, and I'm just, I was, I felt a bit flat. But when extra time, the final whistle goes, obviously we had a bit of 
half chance Conor Golson had a, a header at the back post. Which by the way, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and shit on Conor Golson. He had a very, very good game last night. Um despite that one mistake. But like we've said, at this level, you can't really afford to be making mistakes like that. So the game finishes 2-1, 2-2 on aggregate, and it goes to extra time. And I don't know if we've had the conversation yet, but who's glad that the away goal rule doesn't exist anymore? <laughs> Thumbs up. I've, I was I was always a fan of the away goal. I liked it. I felt it was a good way for players to um teams to actually like have an incentive to attack away from home i watched yeah. it was at the psg and real madrid game at psg a few months ago real madrid just sat back there was nothing to go forward for we'll get them at home do you know what i mean and i i, I do like i mean the away goal rule imagine we came back to ibrox 4-2 up uh against dortmund there we go i'm oh, there we go this is amazing this is great but no it's absolutely absolutely saved us last night if it was if it wasn't for that being scrapped would have been out Agreed. Yeah, it does not so, bear thinking about Jeep, so please erase that from my memory. Let's right carry now. on. Let's carry on. Right? What's, next, what's next on my wee list here? Right, um, so we come out and I'm kind of like, reset, reset. We're still playing 10 men. We just need to start again and we need to get the goal. I'm I'm thinking it'll be them that'll want penalties more than us. And then up steps Joe Aribo again and he pits a delicious ball. I love the, I love the passages. See, see, they ones that that is my kit. I mean, Kemar Roof that didn't have some some uh, good. What's the word I'm looking for? Cheese. <laughs> some good cheese. I like I like some good cheese. Some good service. That's what yeah. I'm looking for. Kemar Roof did have, did have some good service uh, last night. And when you put a ball like that into the box and you see the striker running on it, man, you just know. Um, unless it's Sebo running on it, of course. But we get the goal and we go we go three one up on the night uh, three one up on the night three two up on aggregate. What's going through your mind when you get the goal? You think to yourself, "Well, no, straight back in the position that we were in when there was twenty minutes to go in in the original game." What goes through your mind in terms of your game plan? I'm just thinking, please, please, please. Then he just sit back and hold on to it, go for more. That's what I was thinking. Just end it. Just, just, just. My, my heart, can I take it anymore? Just please give us another one. Yeah. Now, I'm going to try and hurry this up a wee bit, right? Because we're, I mean, we're talking about the one game, but don't get me right. That's a big, that is a big. Lovely though, isn't it? And, and, and a lovely though. That is just, it's cracking me. It's it's such, I mean, I do, I do feel that last night will be one of the games that in years to come we will look back on and just be like, fucking hell, man. Like that was, that was, God, that was, that was a horrible game to watch in a sense. It was, it was horrible for, for the nerves, but it was amazing to see and, uh, it was just uh, it's that is it's good, mate. We'll talk about that a wee bit more when we're when we're finished with the actual game. But right, I'm gonna need to <laughs> going to speak. Sorry, sorry, one more hang happened. One more hang happened, oh. right? So Medeiro, so how you say the boy's name? Medeiro. He puts in a late challenge on Balogun, right? It's a yellow card all day long. What is going through that guy's head? Mate, I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad that he reacted the way he did, obviously, course, but you know, you just when, what do you, when, what you, do you when do you're made, a Rangers player? You, you pull him away immediately. You pull him away for, <laughs> for uh, the referee, uh, for starters, because, you know, what do you think is going to happen? You know, it's all well and good going to a referee saying, I'm not happy with that position, but uh, sorry, with that decision. But to get in his face so aggressively like that, it's only going to go one way, I'm afraid. After he's, give, he's been given the yellow card and he steps yep. in 
And that's what I'm sitting there. I'm, and I see as soon as he stepped in, and he's not just stepped in, but he stepped in and he's got the finger right in his face. And I'm thinking to myself, mate, you need to be. And just as I'm saying it, the referee just kind of, he like, right, this is coming up again. Or, and, but I remember I shouted at a time and I was, because yeah. the, the pub, as the game was going on, the pub was getting, it was, I watched it in, a, in a, a neutral venue. I was away for the week. Um, and the pub was getting a wee bit, like, folk were shouting and that a wee bit more as the game was going on. And, um, I did. I, I, I was screaming for it as well, and even you can actually see Connor goes. I mean, see how see how you see a player run up to a ref to try and get somebody sent off. Like, oh, Connor goes to Stodzy and actually just goes like, but he's, po- he's pointing at him like, but you got you taking that you you ref you take. And to be fair, I thought I thought I thought the referee was actually um, pretty decent last night. You know, we're kind of a bit hangy with, with the with the Ramsey goal that is um, quite a, a great area, but. Uh, it got that absolutely spot on. And to be fair, the boy was raging mad about the yellow card they got. As soon as he was given the red, he just turned off his Batman mask and just walked straight off the park. Like he knows, and he and it's why the ones like because I think my missus said at the time, she's like, What what's he shaking his head for? He can't be complaining. And I was like, I think he's shaking his head because he knows I'm gonna right, get my boss chewed when I go in there. Like I'm gonna I've, I've 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 absolutely effed this for myself. Do you know yeah, I think and, that's it? And the whole team. Just, so, so that happens right before half time and extra time. You're getting in 15 minutes of play. You're getting in and you're playing nine men. Is that, is that a case of keep the ball, go go for the killer goal? I mean, if the, the, I mean, I'm sitting saying to myself, surely, surely. Aye, you know this is the thing. You you want to you know you want to kill the tie. You want to finish it. And uh, you know, luckily that. It, that is how we, you know, how we, how we come out. And uh, actually, I just want to, I just want to mention, just want to mention that run for John Lundstrom, by the way. That, that, you know, obviously there was, the, the, there was other key moments in that, in that half that will, that will live with us forever, Scott Arfield. But um, I think uh, that run for Lundstrom, I was like, where does that energy come from? <laughs> like, where has he got that from? I've actually, I've actually purposely wrote down the 112th minute. Yeah. And he's bombing down the left flank like he's fucking Peter Lovenkranz. Possessed. He was possessed. Mate, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Honestly, like, and he was, it was mental. It was, my mate's right, 111 minutes. I So I rounded it up, mate. It was 111 in a few seconds. 112th minute. Sounds better, doesn't it? The closer that is to the end, it sounds, it sounds better. But I've actually, do you know what? I've actually on my thing. I've wrote key moments. And I've got 112 minutes. Lundstrom run. I was like, <laughs> last night I'm watching that and I'm like, who is this guy? But I actually, I've got a wee hang about John Lundstrom at the end that I'd like to speak about a wee bit. Okay. Um, yeah. But I need to speak about it, man. Scott Arfield. <laughs> now, do you know? Luckily, luckily for Scotty, right? Uh, the BT highlights on YouTube have. No added his first sitter. The oh, one know. it came down the left hand side and it came on his left foot. No. I like Scott Arfield. I really do. I like him as a player. He's steady. Um he's not overly skillful. You know what you kind of get for him. He's he's a player that you can trust in that. But in this situation, I mean that that left foot effort, I don't know. I don't know if he thought somebody was coming at his back and he's hanging that he had enough time to take a touch in that. It's not even close. He's not even connected with it, right? He's not had. I mean, even if it was on target, the keeper would have just picked it up. Aye, and it's not like it's his, I, it's his, it's his first rodeo where you know he's got he's got some responsibility. 
um, to kind of put a game to bed. You know, he's he should be more. You know, he should be more measured than that. And uh, that was a lot that was more a, composed. That was a fashion Sakala moment. <laughs> Aye, rash, wasn't it? Like he's just. It was, and I would expect a player with his experience just to be a lot more composed. But and, but see, to be fair to him, right? See, as soon as he hit it out. He reacted as if he had just passed the ball out for a throw-in, like, on the halfway line. He was just yeah. like, right, let's go, let's keep going. And I thought, right, that's it. I'm like, get that out your head right now. Don't let that go. And then literally about two minutes later, man, <laughs> jeez, oh. Bod on the right, Scott, uh, Scotty right. But who, by the way, Scotty right, you kind of... I think, know what you're getting. Do you know, I think, I think we know that his ability is quite limited. But... Um, I was actually quite impressed. I thought Scott Wright looked quite brave. I thought he was quite brave last night. For somebody that's no played a lot of football, um, I wouldn't have been surprised. I mean, for example, I think if Brandon Barker had played a game like that, I think he would have been a lot more reserved and just passed the ball back when he got it and stuff. But Scott Wright was actually getting the ball and making himself, uh, getting himself in space and cre- making himself open and then actually running at the defenders. I was, I was actually quite impressed. Um, with, his, with his attitude towards the game last night, so he plays a ball into, into the middle, and Sakala just hits a bit of a, a bit of a feeble shot, and it hits, it, it deflects, so the keeper just hits it out, and then it just breaks the Scott Arfield inside the six yard box. I actually think what he's trying to do is the right thing to do. I think he's just he thinks I'll just lift this ever so slightly. Yeah. Um, because me, I would never hit it along the ground. I think the keeper would have had many a chance of saving it if he hit it along the ground. And he thinks I'm gonna lift this ever so slightly. And he just lifted it a wee bit too much, didn't he? Just up into up into space, you know what I mean? That's where he was aiming for. I mean that's that that's up there. That that miss I, I, do you know I, we need to speak about it, but that miss is up there. That's it's one of the, it's it's a it's a bad one. It's one Aye. of the worst ones I've seen. Agreed. Aye, no was, no sure was... it's quite no sure it's quite Van Vossen territory. No, although, although it may be, I don't, I don't. But, know, know, I guess that's up for debate. But it's right up there. If we're honest, it's it is it is harder not to score, and uh, you know, in that scenario, he should be burying that. I mean, if that was a defender and he was trying to clear it that way, nine ninety nine times out of hundred, he's just going to hit it into the net. He's yep. not going to be able to chip it. And put... Oh, Scotty! But you know what? Fair play to him. He carried on and he got stuck in and he made a few good challenges. He didn't let he it did. get to his head. Um, and he kept going, and we still love you, Scotty. And I tell you, if you're, if it was Alan McCoy said after the game, if you're going to miss chances like that, at least make sure you miss them when you win. So because God, exactly. imagine, imagine that was, imagine that was what we needed or something. And oh, Danny, no. Danny, right. So the next thing, oh boy, you've already, you've already hanged John Lundstrom run. We've already kind of went. So uh, we get, we're kind of ticking towards the end of the game, and then I do feel, even though you're kind of, you're you've got the, the main advantage. I feel that it's all about game management. And I feel I feel that like our game management was really good. I felt it could have been a bit better at times. Um my heart jumped into my mouth where John Lundstrom passed like in the 119th minute. Um but he went and got the boss straight. It was it was basically just I'll retrieve that as soon as, as soon as he gave it away. But um so what did, what did you think here overall game management maybe in the last 10 minutes actually I I think you I think you summed it up perfectly there. You said that it was it was really good, but it wasn't it wasn't perfect. You know, I think um like you say that there was a a few moments where we where we turned over possession where we it, it, it was needless. And actually you know, to touch on John Lundstrom, he he does that a lot more um than you know we we kind of talk about where he just makes that kind of um 
you know, ambulance pass, ambulance chasing pass back to the defence and, you know, he, he gives it away to the opposition. And, and and I wish, actually, in, you know, domestic football, he would he would do what he did last night and go and, and go and try and win it back. I don't think he does that enough. But, you know, I don't know if it's through lack of concentration or whatever, but, you know, he's, he's, he's definitely got that in, you know, in his game um, quite, a, quite a fair bit. Uh, but no, in terms of in terms of the overall game management, mate, I, I, I thought it was I thought it was decent. And you know, after that mistake, you know, we kind of we kind of settled in um, a bit more, and we retained possession. We you know we worked it down the wings and played it back forward across defence, and just frustrated Braga really just kind of pulled pulled that wee bit of energy they had left out of them, and that was and that was nice to see. Um, some, of the, some of the players looked proper tired towards the end. They did, they did, and I and I absolutely loved it. You know, and I was thinking to myself, if if only we could do this more. Do you know what I mean? If only we could we could have a bit more consistency in this, and and we would be, you know, we would be a a formidable uh, opponent, which mm. which we are sometimes. <laughs> You know, which we can be. I know it's 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 it is heartbreaking though, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's heartbreaking sometimes. Well, that's that's me now. We've just got the final whistle, mate. The final the final whistle goes, and Rangers are in a European semi final for the first time in fourteen years. Just take it, just take a wee moment. Just take a wee moment. Eh? A, a Europe a major European semi final. It is it's absolutely magic, and um, obviously we've been drawn against uh, RB Leipzig, and in the other semi-final you've got West Ham, and they'll play Frankfurt. Um, so out of the out of the four teams that are left, I would probably say I would probably still consider us as underdogs. Um, I believe that. I believe I believe we we can go all the way. I mean. Why not? I would say, before I mean, for one thing, I don't get. I mean, I, I get, I get the bitterness and I get the hatred and that. But to say that we've had the easiest route, um, so far, I mean, we've put out the tournament favourites. Like it can't get any more difficult than that. I think every single, I think every single team in that first draw. What was it? The last, uh, last thirty two, it would have been. I think every yeah. team in that draw would have wanted to avoid Borussia Dortmund. Um, and when we got them, I'm thinking, fucking hell, man, this is gonna be short lived. And uh, and we managed, we managed to put them out pretty well in the end. I mean, we, albeit a, a poor result, we should have a poor a poor decision in um, VR. We should have bet them in both legs. I think. Mate, but, it's, um, it's the biggest defeat they've ever had in that you know at their home ground from a Scottish team. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? So, but no, but apparently it's been an, an easy. I mean, apparently getting red star and then brag over the two easy and whatever. Well, we we are um, the only group runners up left. The I, I oh well, I tell you, I well, Leon get put. Leon obviously get put out after uh, West Ham. Leon top two a group, didn't they? So we're the only team correct. in our group as well. Yep. There you go. That's I don't know. Barcelona, Crazy. I, I'll, be, Crazy. I'll be honest, I did think Barcelona would have been strong favourites for the tournament, but Frankfurt have went there and what, what a result for them, eh, man. That's, Fair play. Fair play. See, the thing the thing that worries me, I mean, if you... I've looked I've looked at Leipzig, um, I've kind of looked at the form, we'll not go into it too much, I mean, we'll just kind of do a, a pre-game uh, a pre-game pod before we play Leipzig, but I've looked at them and I would say that I think one of, the, I mean, Dortmund are above Leipzig in the league, albeit I think it's only a point or two. Um, but I think one of the things that went in our favour so much in terms of Dortmund was I think that they 
they actually disrespected us quite a bit in the home leg. Yeah. I think they didn't expect that we were going to be as much of a challenge as what we were. I thought that they they probably went out thinking we're in the next round here. We just need to like even if we come here and we 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 we, sh- we give a B performance, we'll probably still win. And that wasn't to be the case. We went there and we were absolutely brilliant and we got a really, really good win and it, it ultimately sealed the fate um, before the second leg was even played. I don't think Leipzig will do that because that's happened. Now that we're in the latter stages and we are playing for a place in the final, I do think that um, they'll be at the very top of their game and it will be really, really hard. But can we progress? Absolutely we can. If we if we 100%. play if we play an A plus game, we can one hundred percent make it to the the final in Seville. And as much as the league campaign's been really disappointing, and I'm sure everybody watching this has been really disappointed the past few weeks, how the season's turned out. This is a really really exciting time to be a Rangers fan, and I hope that the first tie is obviously in Germany, and I just hope that similar to the Braga game that when we get them back to Ibrox, it's, the tie is still completely open and uh, and we've not gave ourselves too much uh, a difficult job to do. Agreed. Agreed, mate. European gotta, semi-finalists. Gotta believe. Listen, guys, uh, I'm not going to drag it out on that, obviously. We've got a... Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm quite happy to finish speaking about the game last night, but I'll just give you a very short... Um, preview of the game at the weekend because we still have to continue playing in other competitions um, but obviously we've got Celtic in the Cup, in the cup semi-final on Sunday at Hamden what's your thoughts? I think we can do it I think we could I think we can 100% do it uh, for a couple of reasons one one because uh, obviously we've we've got this um, more than one game winning momentum <laughs> <laughs> which is which has been which has been strange uh, to witness because it's not something that we that, that that you know we've been used to. But but also we've got players that are, that that haven't been firing who are firing and and you know they've found their way now, uh, which 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 can only bode well for us. And I think the the, the second advantage that we have is is that it's at Hamden. It's a big pitch, mm-hmm. um, and I think that'll that'll suit us more than it will Celtic. Uh, to be honest right. with you. Um, so I, I'm, I'm in that kind of uh, stupid euphoria where I think actually, do you know what? We'll beat them four one. That's what I'm thinking. Four <laughs> one. I'll take it. I'll take it, mate. Um, my concern is the hundred minutes last night. My concern's tired legs towards yeah. the end of the game. Plus, we've been a cup semi final. If it finishes a draw, it carries on. Um, so, yeah. aye, that's. Hopefully, hopefully that's that's not the case. However, if we're losing one 0 we have about ten minutes to go. I'll be hoping that is the case. So I need to be careful what I wish for. But um, I, but I, I think it will be, I think it will be tight. Um, however, I think that we'll go into the game with them being very, very confident that they'll win, and yeah. that's how I like to go into an old firm game. I'll just say Agreed. that. I Agreed, like, mate. I, I, I prefer going into the game. Like I've seen a few, I've seen a few tweets today. Things like, "Oh, they're on their high horse. We'll bring them back down uh, to reality on Sunday." I like that. I like, I like Same. when stuff like that's getting said. So, um, I mean, it might materialize, it might not, but I just, I, I do like when folk have us written off before because we, we tend to play better. What's your prediction? I'm going to go for. 
a tight one nil one. I like it, but I'll, I'll say that we'll keep a clean sheet and we'll. Shall we? Um, uh, we'll be under the we... cosh a wee bit and we'll get them on the counter. That's what I think. Uh, said. I uh, sounds good. Yes. Shall we? Shall we get the thoughts of Wasp and and, and stick them firmly in between our two heads? Yeah. Wasp here with another prediction video for the Rangers AF podcast. Scottish Cup semi-final, biggest game of the season for us. We need to go out there. We need to play more than five minutes like we did in the last all for him. And we need to do this. this. This is a must win at all costs. Um, could be a catastrophic season um, for us. So I'm not going to ramble on too much because I know Nagsy fell asleep last time, even though I was going in depth and predicted that we would batter, batter St Mirren. So hope everybody's enjoying the pod. Hopefully, be back soon. Um, so predictions. For the Scottish Cup semi-final, I'm going to say, I'm going to say one 0 Rangers. I'm going to say one 0 and uh, scorer. Who am I going to say? Who's going to score? Who's going to be the hero to save our season and give us that Scottish Cup we crave? I think it is going to be Calvin Bassey. We're going to say Calvin Bassey has just got to come out to the edge of the box and he's just got to ping it in. And it's got to go in top corner, and he's got to take his top off and show his big muscles of a human being that he is. And we're going to love him forever because we already love him, but we're going to love him more. So, anyway, Snagsy, miss you. Jeep, I love you. George, miss you guys. Drugs, I hope you fucking are being safe in America. Rangers. I fucking love that guy, man. Well, your sound's gone. Have I lost you? Have you lost me? No. Oh, you no, there me. you go. Sorry, oh, yeah. just when you you spoke there, just nothing came through. Weird. Uh, mate, I'm happy to wrap it up at that. It's probably went on a bit longer than I expected it to, but it was. Uh, that's. I think last night's probably a one-off. Last night was a big, big game. Agreed. No, it was it was it was good to to break it down and and, and relive it and enjoy it again, mate. And uh, just in the chat, there's but it's been a couple of predictions similar to to what we've been saying. Two one Scott Rollo, two one Andy Hills. Uh, John Hill says two 0 to the famous. We'll take all of those results and ride yes. them on the bus back to Ibrox. Thank you very much. Hundred percent. I think last night was really big as well. Considering if last night didn't go well and this Sunday didn't go well, the season's pretty much over. Yep. You're all Agreed, for- mate. As the season continues for a few more weeks, anyway, can the heart rate take it? We'll find out. Hey, but CBC, before we go, does um, am I right in thinking that if we win the Scottish Cup, we will automatically be seeded for a Champions League place? Uh, no, I don't think that's or is it qualifier, Champions League qualifier? Potentially, yeah, we get seeded, I'm pretty sure. One thing I do know, um. Because we won last night, obviously you've got a coefficient, like a Scottish coefficient, but you've got a club coefficient as well. And we added points onto your club coefficient last night with a win. That means that if we finish second in the league this year, we will be seeded for our Champions League qualifiers now. Yep. Um, I don't think that's if we beat... The, I feel that's now. I feel the win Aye. last night guaranteed that. I'm sure I've seen it somewhere. Uh, if, if Celtic win the league and go directly in that we are then seeded for Champions yeah. League qualification, I believe. 
However, if we, win the Euro- if we win the Europa League, we'll go straight in. Oh, yes. Let's make it happen. <laughs> right, somebody was saying things the other day and all that. Like, if Vill- Villarreal win the Champions League, it mu- muddles up with Scotland's coefficient. I'm like, oh, I don't. I'll just wait and see when that happens and then I'll, I'll look into it. That is maths um, I don't understand. <laughs> aye. There's John saying, great podcast, boys. All the best from Belleville, Ontario. Love it, brother. Nice to see you again. That is, that's phenomenal, isn't it? Brilliant, mate. Thanks Love very it. much for watching. Thanks to everybody for watching. Um, and thanks to everybody commenting and getting involved because it does, it makes it, it, it makes it a lot. You know, there's something, they're crazy. Just if we win the Europa and Villarreal win the champion, Champions League, Celtic need to qualify. So there you go. There we go. So thanks for uh, clarifying that. And thanks to everybody that's been getting involved in the chat because it does make it a lot. It makes it a lot easier for us. It makes it a lot better for us as well that we've got folk to actually kind of uh, compare to and we can speak about their comments and get our viewers not on it. So um, I thanks very much, guys. I hope you have enjoyed the pod. I've been Jeep. He's been Snags. And uh, Snags, are you good to do the mechanics? I would love to. Here we go.